Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the loveliest travel podcast you ever did here. Hello, Lovely Emma. <laughs> That's us. That's us. Hi. Nice to see you. Uh, and hear nice you. Nice to see you. And and smell me. No, I can't. Mm. Still hanging out for that smell o vision. Mmm. Yeah, sweet, sweet smell o vision. So what are we talking about today? Not smell-o-vision, unfortunately. Um, it's um, our first Polish episode. In fact, we're talking about Poland. <laughs> our first. Because there's going to be so many to come. So I did, we did say during this episode that we would go back and record live. And we did have, we um, you know, maybe just um, making your job bigger, Darius, we could record, put add in some little snippets. I will do that, actually. I would love to. Um, Probably the the part where I was standing on a tall building harassing you about um, you not liking tall buildings. That would be a real fun part to include. Okay. Well, we could save that for the tall buildings episode coming soon. So much content. So much much versatile content. (laughs) This is the first time we've complained about too much content. Oh, no. Not from that trip. Gosh, I have so many. So, anyway, we will include a snippet. But, yes, Poland. Uh, Darius and I went there. Um, You had been there before? Yes. Yes. Where had I've been you been? To uh, Krakow. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. But that's not what you would say there. Uh, Dobre. Dobre. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, you went there before. It was my first time. So we we went there in November two thousand nineteen, which feels like a bazillion years ago now. Mm. And we did our started our road trip from there and ended up in Warsaw. So that was on episode eight. Uh, but yeah, this this one um, we have a guest. Um, That's right. Who is who is the guest? Uh, her name is Tess Coleman. She is one of my dearest, darlingest friends, and doesn't although, sound very Polish. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, no, they, we actually get to her last name. It's quite interesting, but um, it, it's yeah, uh, she is uh, Polish by descent. So she's Australian right. born, but um, Polish father, and has a super. Um, amazing history with Poland. Her grandfather survived, um, was Jewish, survived um, the war. Uh, so we mm. talk about that. And, yeah, so it was really uh, wonderful. I do have some um, p- other Polish friends as well who hopefully in future, in, in our future many episodes of, of Poland, uh, will yep. be able to join us. But it was wonderful um, to get this sort of perspective for this episode. And um, what else did you talk about on the episode? Food, as always. Um, Good. The pierogi. <laughs> yeah, the pierogi. So much pierogi talk. Uh, but, yeah, talked about um, she did like a trip 
back there and really like followed her family's history, which was a really cool trip. Mm. Um, I, as always, messed up facts and she helped me correct some. Uh, we 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 tried to figure out some. So there, you know, there's some fun, you know, little Easter eggs. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> just. <laughs> No, it's just me talking crap and not knowing geography again. Um, Are you ready for a fun fact? I am. My uh, grandfather on my mother's side is from Poland. That's probably one of the funnest facts I've actually heard from you, Darius. Yeah, from like from from Breslau, which uh, not sure what it's called in English. Breslau is is uh, Rocklof or something. Rocklaw. It's the it's the it's a weird spelled one. Okay. I, well, to be fair, a lot of Polish things. <laughs> for us, to them, it's fine, but to us, it's felt pretty wacky. Um, Signage in in Poland is challenging. Yeah, and he he um, he uh, got asylum here after in Germany after the First World War. Wow, that is second a very fun fact. Yes, probably the second one. One of the wars. Second you, World your War. Your grandfather yeah. or your mum's grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Your grandfather. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, do you have any highlights of Poland you would like to sh- from our trip that you would like to share, or from your own trip? Actually, I, I know the highlights of our trip. Well, the highlight of our trip was possibly the tall building, on which we'll have an episode coming very soon. <laughs> not about um, just not just about that. I think that would be really good. <laughs> the the Ghostbusters Tower in Warsaw. Oh, so I don't um, think I don't think Tess kind of got the that vibe. I was like, are you? I was like. It's so in. She's like, okay. And I'm like, but it is. She's like, yeah. Anyway. Right, um, favorite bits. Um, so we were in, in Krakow in, uh, in, um, in summer. It was just the people were amazing. The beer was amazing. Great beer in Poland. Um, delicious food. Uh, lovely people. Um, and, and quite... Um, I, I loved all the nature as well. I'd like to go back to Poland and and do the and, and see more of the of the natural beauty of the country. Yes, I enjoyed where we got to the, closer to the border of Latvia mm. and the like all the big pine tree sort of forests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it went city and then like fields, like farms, sort of fields, quite flat, and then all of a sudden you're in these like thick foresty type areas. That was really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's pretty decent size too, Poland. So there is some exploring. Big old country. Big old country. Well, shall um, we? Shall we jump in? Let's let's dive right in. Um, can't wait to hear from Tess and you all about Poland. Danke. Uh, no, what is it? Dziękuję. Which I feel like I always say wrong, but um, Dziękuję. Bye bye. I mean, hello. <laughs> I mean, let's go. Hello and welcome to the podcast, my very, very gorgeous friend, Tess Coleman. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Now, um, I always get people to start by telling us who they are uh, and how we know each other. So please tell me. Well, I'm Tess. I am a travel lover and also a lover of puppies. <laughs> like legit, that's a fact. <laughs> and uh, we met at Melbourne Airport, right? Yeah. Yes. On our way to Cambodia 
to ride around Cambodia and raise money for World Vision. Yes. Eight years ago? 2014, yeah. I'm glad you remember the year. I was trying to think (laughs) about it this morning and I was like, I have no idea when that happened. Yeah, so I think that says a lot about us, doesn't it? Like that we met at an airport. We did. And we actually like hung out at an airport. I remember one time, I don't even know how we figured it out, but it was like we just texted each other. It was like, are you at the airport? Yeah, I'm at the airport. And then we came and we like sat on the ground together somewhere in the airport and just yeah. a little bit. I think you posted an Insta story because you were like, you were in transit and I was like, Going, I can't remember. You maybe you were going to Sydney and I was going to Queensland or something. <laughs> it so, very, yeah, it was so cool. I remember, I think I remember you wearing your rainbow jumper. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that jumper. I don't have <laughs> anymore. Oh, well, that's a sad start to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to have Tess on for a long time, um, and yeah, so we it, it was a bit of a shame actually. We met at a, you know, well, I loved meeting you, but. I was actually leaving Melbourne. I had been living in Melbourne for three years and I was just about to move back to Sydney um, when we became friends. But the pro to it was that I ended up getting some work with World Vision and coming back down and basically made myself an honorary housemate at your house. It was so fun. You came and lived with me in Richmond every now and then. (laughs) Every year. That was so good. It was awesome. And, you know, there was one time where I was like, oh, look, I probably – outstayed my welcome so I'm gonna get an Airbnb so I got an Airbnb like 10 minutes walk away from you and then came to your house like every day it was like this is so I've just paid money to like come and visit you every day and as well it was like I finished went and I was like I'm gonna be professional I'm gonna like go to work and then come home and like do more work you know I'm here to work but then I was like how boring go to work and go home and do nothing I was like I'm lonely it's like what you doing tonight, Tess? <laughs> so lesson learned, don't pay money for things, stay with Tess. Yay. That goes for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad to say that I have repaid the, the stayingness and Tess has come up to stay with me. That's true. A few times in the Gold Coast, which is nice. Uh, but, yeah, so we've had the pleasure of travelling overseas together and we've hung out now in Melbourne, Sydney and the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, but tell me, where are you from originally? I'm from Melbourne and I've lived in Melbourne for most of my life. I moved over to the UK and lived there for two years and lived in Greece for almost a year. But other than that, I've just been based in Melbourne. What were you doing in Greece? I was working in a bar illegally. Um, <laughs> Psst, Tess, don't say that on a podcast. <laughs> they can't get me now. Yeah, right? They can't, I don't think. Um, from the Greek authorities, ignore what you just heard. I have a Polish passport now, so I think I could technically live there now. At the time, I couldn't. Yeah, I was just working in a bar. I literally just stood out the front and told people to go in and buy drinks. That's cool. That's a good job. I think <laughs> you'd be good at that. You make you make me yeah. do drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been training my whole life for that job. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, um, if you want a good night out, uh, Tess is your gal. <laughs> I end up, I've literally <laughs> I messaged her one time staying in Melbourne. I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> dead. I died. I'm dead. 
uh, and your advice was to get up and go for a walk. I was like, I can't, Tess. I'm dead. I died. <laughs> I was rather hungover, um, but I'm pretty sure I backed it up again that night because that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, we have I fun. Made you. We have fun. <laughs> we enjoy yeah. ourselves. We, know, we never know what's going to happen. It's great. Um, but, yes, so you grew up in Melbourne. You've lived in Melbourne all your life. However... So unlike some of our other episodes uh, and some of our other guests, so you uh, have a Polish background. So unlike some of our other guests, I've brought you on this episode um, for the Poland episode because you, although you're not from Poland, you have a connection to Poland through your family. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so my dad was born in Poland and he moved over to Australia when he was about four. Um, they left just after World War II, um, so they were kind of fleeing Poland. Um, I don't think you could legally leave Poland at that stage. Like, So my grandpa was Polish and Jewish and he left first and um, Jews were, like, exempt so they could leave. Um, but my grandma was Catholic and she wasn't allowed to leave. Um, so she stayed with my uncle and my dad for a bit longer and then they came over I think like a year or two later wow yeah and so do you would you say you're Polish or you're Australian with Polish heritage um I used to always say I was Polish until I moved to London and then in London when I told people I was Polish they were like they'd just start speaking Polish to me and I was like (laughs) It's very different. Like, you know, in like Australia, I feel like when you're growing up, you just take any kind of heritage to anywhere else and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm from there. Yes. Anywhere else in the world, everyone's like, no, 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 you're not from there if you weren't born there. <laughs> yeah, but my uncle's funny about that. Like, because I'm, you know, Australia, I used to say I'm Australian with British blood, um, you know, well, Australian with British heritage, and I'm yeah. British by according to my passport um, and yeah. my, my lineage. But and so, but he used to be like, you're British. And I'm like, no, I'm Australian with British heritage. He's like, no, you're British. Like your parents were British. You're British. I was like, well, I was born in Australia, raised in Australia, <laughs> culturally associated with Australia. So pretty sure I'm Australian with British heritage. <laughs> but he was really like, yeah, it was funny. Like that I would have thought that it would have been the other way that he would have been like, no, you're not, you're not British. But he was like, no, you're ours. And I wonder, I wonder what the Polish people are like with you. Do they sort of like, oh, cool, like Polish family, you're Polish? Yeah, I think our well, our family in Poland are like, they think that we're Polish. But I don't know about other Polish people, whether they actually would think that we're just Australian and that we're not really from there. Because mm. I guess, yeah, we are born here, so... And growing up, did you, like, did your family have much of the food and did you get to see much of that culture with your grandparents yeah we used to go have dinner at my grandma's once a week um and she would always she would spend all day cooking oh yeah pickles and pierogi and borscht and well it's actually borscht in poland it's borscht in russia Mm. and um yeah and it would be like this like five course feast every Thursday. It was full on. It was so delicious. Yum. I love pierogies. So pierogies are like, they're like potato dumplings. They used to make them with um, 
she would make chicken soup and then she would use the chicken meat from um, the soup and then mince it down and mix it with like uh, I think some potato and carrot and then put that in the pierogi. And what is the pierogi shell? Is it kind of like pastry or? Yeah, yeah. It's just um, I think it's just flour and water. Yeah, so it's like a ravioli type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would make it all by hand. Oh. She'd make chicken noodle soup and she'd make the noodles by hand too. Oh, just amazing. spend all day cooking. Amazing. Well, yeah. borscht, but you said barscht, so that style of soup, that came up on our um, one of our most recent episodes too, from Hungary. It's very much that, um, I would say, Eastern European and, and the Baltics have that similar, leading up to Russia, they have that sort of yeah, similar cabbage Yeah, it must be like um, easy to grow during winter or something. Like that must be, yeah, because like, you wouldn't be able to grow very much in the freezing cold yeah it's very mm. very hearty very um yeah. warming sort of food oh yum i wish i was around to go to thursday night dinner yum oh um and it's something really cool yeah. about your what's well, it's sad in some ways but it's very cool as well your grandfather wrote a book with the help of your uncle yeah yeah, book. all about. Um... Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that was called um, "After Forty Years Silence," and it is on eBay and um, Diversity Books. Yeah. You can look it up. So, Alex Coleman, "After Forty Years Silence," and I've had the privilege of reading that. So, please tell us a little bit, yeah, about the book. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just all about like his life um, and him living through. World War II as a Polish Levin, Polish Jews were murdered during the Holocaust. So heaps. Yeah. I think, yeah, millions. It was um, yeah. very intense. He's quite the survivor. He went through a lot. It's a really, yeah, really interesting book. Um, just such a great insight and, yeah, so much respect for your grandfather and, yeah, to hear people's actual stories, I think we we do see a lot about it, but to hear, you know, one person's story and all that he had to go through to survive. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and, like, when we were in Poland, um, like, in 2019, um, we were trying to track down, like, everywhere that he went in the book and we met a um, historian and we were like, telling him about our grandpa's story and he kind of like was just like, yeah, 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 like whatever. He was like, yeah, like if you if you didn't have a awful, dramatic, horrible story, then you didn't survive. Like and that's just that. So he was just like, yeah, everyone who's a survivor has a terrible story, which is just <laughs> awful to think about. But like he just was like, Yep, yep, heard it before. <laughs> yeah, weird. Whereas for some of us, it, it's like, yeah, incredible to imagine that somebody could live through that. But people did survive. Um, and, yeah, but interesting. Yeah, different, di very different perspective, I guess, on the um, – I wonder if people sort of are 
so he was maybe of that generation or just has heard, I guess, heard so much of it that he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he's he's a bit younger, but, yeah, he just heard it all before and, mm. yeah, that's, I guess, all you hear because otherwise they don't have a story, like they're not alive to tell a story. So Yeah, wow, that's full on. And so there was that, yeah. that, that wasn't your first time to Poland though, was it? No, that was the second time. So the first time we went um, with just my mum and my brothers and we went and met my dad's family over there. Um, so we like never met any of them before. Um, yeah, and one day at an airport, we were like, "We think that's them." <laughs> and then they, which is so funny because like they, none of them spoke English and none of us speak Polish, so it was like pre iPhone. So it was like two thousand and seven, I think, and um, we had like books and like 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 common phrase books we each had them and we were like constantly like flicking through and trying to like show me like this is what I'm trying to say to you like oh wow a, yeah <laughs> and it's not an easy language Polish no. it is not um it is we were just saying before so I was trying to remember that thank you is like jinkuye yeah I used to work with a Polish lady and I'd like Every day I'd be, I'd try and say it and every day I'd say it sort of mangled and she would say it back to me and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't even know the word for hello. We were just talking about that before. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, the pronunciation, like you can't see a word and read it. No way. No. <laughs> it's, no. And some of the words are so long and they're all like, they joke about how they're all like, um, like they're tongue twisters, like it's just. Oh no! Possible if you don't grow up speaking. Oh, we could. Yeah. I just said my internet is unstable. <laughs> we're unstable, uh, but we're making it work. We're making it work. Um, yeah, we get. Yes, if you don't grow up speaking it, it would be. And your so it's... your uncle. And your dad, they, they grew up speaking it in the home? Yeah, but because they weren't um, around, like, other kids that really spoke Polish, they um, struggled. So my uncle was probably better at speaking it than dad was. Um, but dad, because he left when he was so young, he didn't get that. Like, he, he only really learnt from his parents and from my uncle, who was also pretty young too when they left. So... Um, and they probably would have tried to speak English a bit more so just so that they could learn it. So, Tess, tell me, um, so your dad and your uncle grew up in Australia, but they did they speak Polish? Yeah, so they came over. Um, so dad was four and my uncle was six, I think. Um, or around that, and my uncle kind of kept his language skills until he was older, um, but my dad, all of his family, has said that he spoke Polish like a four-year-old. Like he never, ever passed <laughs> the child-like language of Polish. <laughs> well, I feel for him because I, um, I, I got told that when I was learning Spanish and I was like, 
shut up i'm trying <laughs> it's hard um but you know it wasn't yeah it wasn't my language but um yeah well and it's hard when somebody moves to australia um there's that challenge between assimilating and trying to learn english and practice your english and also trying to keep your heritage and i think probably maybe in that time they more were trying to assimilate whereas now people are like no keep your language skills like it's really handy <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And like my grandparents were probably trying to, yeah, minimize their amount of Polish and simplify everything that they said for Australians. So it probably meant that he could he didn't get the opportunity to learn those harder words and bigger words that you learn as you grow up. Yeah. And it's a challenge, um, I know for families who have that uh, living in a different country or just or bilingual within the family it's 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 hard trying to decide when and, and generally um i think you've said it before but uh both languages suffer and so you kind yeah. of need to decide which which one you're going to go with so being that they lived in australia that's where they went but it's good that your uncle still had his language because you went when you went there he was able to kind of be the in-betweeny and when you're you had your polish family come and i got to meet them actually yeah yeah so um yeah natalia and piot my um cousins they were really good at speaking english um they're from poland um and yeah and my uncle like it was very much they were the three translators for everyone <laughs> yeah yeah it was, oh. Piotr, Piotr was so sweet he was really yeah he was really wanting to practice and really wanting to try and he'd sort of check in because that was when your uncle wasn't there and you guys were yeah. and it was only um it is uh, your younger cousin who was Natalia she was, she yeah was, yeah the absolute go-between yeah yeah <laughs> she, was, she was exhausted <laughs> yeah I was gonna say she would be, it's pretty tiring doing that yeah um, so tell me when you, you've been to Poland twice now. So what were your, what was your favorite, uh, thing to do or favorite memory? Um, oh, definitely like going around Poland and following where my grandpa went during the war was pretty amazing. Um, and also like we went to, we went to my, where my grandma grew up, like her family home. And, um, apparently like she walked, I think, 300 kilometres after the war to her family home, not knowing if any of her family was still alive. Oh. And when she got there, um, a car pulled up out the front and someone opened the door for the person in the car and said, this way, Governor, and it was her brother. And she didn't know that her brother was the governor of Poland and, like, oh, of Warsaw. And, like, so she just had no, she didn't even know if he was still alive had walked with just the hope that they'd be there. Oh, man, I just got shivers. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's oh, so intense, so intense. Yeah, um, so it was nice to walk down that street and, like, see the house isn't there anymore but see, like, what's there now and, the, and the, like, to walk the footsteps on, like, their footprints is really interesting. Oh, absolutely. To be able to go back with your heritage like that, that's incredible. And... Did you on either of the trips, like obviously you've got it in the family history, but did you go to any of the um, concentration camps in Poland? Yeah, so we went to Auschwitz on the first trip and then I, I we went to another concentration camp on the second trip and it was awful. It was oh. like I think it's so important. It's a really important part of history that people need to go and see, but 
once is enough. You know, like I think you don't have to put yourself through that over and over. Yeah. Um, having that knowledge and being able to see that space and say and um and to like feel I think what I found really important was that the first time we went I think it was April and it was like coming into summer but it was cold and I was so cold and to go through where all these people slept and think that it's almost summer like it's this is considered warm for Poland like imagine those people that have barely had clothes, like living through winter in these awful bunk beds that were freezing cold. Like it's amazing that anyone survived that. Oh, yeah. I just, you can't, yeah. When you're there, you're like, I mean, the human spirit is so strong and the yeah. mental to be able to live, yeah, to live through and the stuff that your grandfather wrote about just... It's, it's inconceivable. It's just inconceivable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I went in Germany and um, although I was only in Poland for two days, I'm not sure I, I would go again. I've, I've, I like watching movies and um, I've read a few books since and, um, uh, you know, I know in Australia we have some of the, like the Jewish museums and things like that, so it's important to go there. But definitely I think a must if you're in Europe – um and Auschwitz is one of the most well known unfortunately mm. uh that's pretty full on so probably that wasn't I would say that wasn't maybe a favorite <laughs> that wasn't a highlight no <laughs> very important though memorable uh, yeah <laughs> uh and then uh tell me what was your you mentioned it a little bit earlier with your grandmother's cooking but what was your favorite food um we both times that we went we had um dinner at my like with my family um who are Polish and they put on this amazing spread of all like they would cook for like three weeks prior oh like freeze all of the food that they cooked and then like so it was like four courses but they had this massive table and every like every part of the table was covered in food and then it was like just beyond imagination. And then you, we finished the first course. It happened both times. Finished the first course, not realizing that 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 there was more. And then they like, <laughs> like oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And then they cleared all the plates and then did it again. Like filled every inch of the table with more plates of food. And then they did it again. And then they did it again with dessert. And it was just epic like amazing like they just put so much time and effort and care into all of the food that they make so it was like schnitzels and pierogi and barsht and yeah just and then um homemade salamis and those sorts of things oh wow and cakes yeah it was full on can you make any of the food do you make any at home now um yeah sometimes I often make chicken soup and like the way that my grandma did and schnitzels and pierogi um yeah that's kind of my main ones yeah actually when we were in Warsaw we looked up um a restaurant and I'm gonna have to put it in the show notes because I can't remember the exact name but we actually looked up a place to go and get the pierogi because I was like I want this and I know (laughs) that it's famous and yeah like the word I think they hammed it up a little bit they were wearing like kind of 
uh, like I don't know the word for it, but the German word would be like dindles, so like those you know little dresses. So okay. I think they'd hammed it up a little bit for us, but um, oh, so good. And Darius had like um, oh, what did he have? Some it was like a meatloafy thing, I think. Oh, oh, he had some sausages. Yeah, some sort of sausage yeah. as well. But it was so good. But when we first got to Warsaw. We were um, a little bit hangry. We had been driving all day back from uh, Latvia and uh, we were just like, we just need to find somewhere. And I really wanted Polish food, but we were just like at that point where you want it. So we ended up having sushi. (laughs) (laughs) We were only there for like a night and it was like, I really feel like we're wasting. So it was like, that was our snack. And then it was like, I need to find proper Polish food tonight. And Warsaw was a bit funny, like some – I don't know if it was just the area we were in or what, but, like, we really had to look things up. We found that we couldn't just, like, walk down the street and, like, oh, here's a place we'll go. We were, like, I want to go to a bar. Okay, we better look one up. And then we're walking down this road and we're, like, oh, there's, like, no food. So we had to, like, again, look it up and really go to the places. We could have been in the wrong spot or it's just the way the city's laid out. No, I think Warsaw is very, um, yeah, spread out and you can't, it's not like um, like Australia where you would have like a row of restaurants. Mm. Like you have to go out of your way to find one restaurant that is really yum and yep. there's only one restaurant on the corner around all heaps of houses. Like yeah, the houses are kind of industrially looking in mm. some places or like one place was, it looked like um, maybe it was sort of something political. It had all these or like, you know, like maybe a government building. It had like all these Polish flags. And then there'd be like a bar. I'm like, all right, we'll take it, <laughs> you know. And then you'd walk for a while. But yeah, I remember. Good, I good. It's we weren't just being terrible tourists. Um, it's hard, and it's um, Warsaw was like completely bombed during World War Two, and it was like completely flattened. So there was like nothing left. And they um, got old photos of Warsaw and rebuilt it exactly the same as what it was prior to the war. That's so it's only like. 60 70 years old yeah like (laughs) but it's rebuilt like it used to be that's funny weird yeah Yeah. and did you spend much time in Warsaw um not heaps of time like we spent a lot more time like trying to follow where my um grandma and grandpa were which was kind of like only like an hour or so out of Warsaw um yeah um, and then we kind of come back to Warsaw, but the focus is more of being out yeah. the countryside. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, we talked about it on um, episode eight, but when I was, yeah, when I was there, it was very brief, flew into to Warsaw, we got the car and then we left. And when I came back, uh, we stayed down by the river in a little hotel. And then, yeah, we tried to do, like I said, the walking around to find things didn't really work. Um, and so we, we ended up going to, the now much anticipated lead into the tall towers episode that we're going to have because we went to the tallest building in Poland or in, at least in Warsaw and that was the Palace of Culture and Science which you know it looks like to, to me it looks like a Ghostbusters building it's like <laughs> lights shining up it and it's just like looming and I was like it's like Ghostbusters they light it up <laughs> But it was purple for one point. And I was like, it's like the Ghostbusters thing. I'm like, come on, everybody. And we're on top and it was like glowing. They glow out lights from the top. And I was like, it's like, guys, it's like Ghostbusters. Anyway, we also discovered at the top of that tower that Darius hates um, heights, um, even though he suggested going up the tallest tower. 
and now wants to do a tall buildings episode. And I'm like, but you're scared of them. And he's like, but I like, but it's tallest. So anyway, stay tuned, everyone. That's going to be a banger of an episode. Um, and it all started because we went up that very tall tower in um, Pol- I'm glad we did. It was really cool. And it had the big Warsaw sign out the front. Um, but they write it different to how English writing. Um, yeah, yeah, they have different um, letters in their alphabet. Yeah. So the sign's like, it's just, yeah, not how we. It's very interesting how, um, yeah. yeah, you have an English spelling. And you taught me a fun fact before we started recording because um, I hashtag failed. Matt was like, oh, you can go to the beach in Poland. And I was like, no, you can't, Matt. That's, don't be dumb. I was like, oh, yeah, the river beaches. And he's, I was like, it's a landlocked country. And you were both like, nah. <laughs> Fun fact, everyone, <laughs> not landlocked. Uh, Poland has a coast. Uh, should know that. Went there. But I didn't go to the coast, so. I haven't been to the coast either. Okay. So, um, fuck yeah. it. It's way up north and, it, yeah, we should do that. It looks The beaches look beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. One of my goals is to go to Poland with you, my friend Tess. I think that would be quite wonderful. Not that you'll be able to help with the language thing. We'll have to rope in one of your cousins. Fine. <laughs> help us. <Thank> you. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's fun. It's kind of fun though when you like have no idea. Yeah. It is a good place, and we've talked about that on some other episodes too. It's like the beginner's mind and going back, and you're like, you're like using sign language and pointing at things and being like, oh, that'll do, and just finding yourself in kind of crazy situations and. Really, but the feeling that you have when like. Someone finally understands what you're saying and you've used sign language. It's like the best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of understand each other and you're like, we do. I, I don't know how, but we're making it work. And you get, I think you get past a point, and you probably found that with your family, that you get past a point where the language doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. And, and then you're, getting, you're like, but wait a minute, I don't understand them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you start to pick up, I think, on like, body language a lot and like the tone that people use but also once you've had enough vodkas it doesn't matter <laughs> and they do like them uh, spirits over there in Love their vodkas. yes uh is that sort of the main spirit you would say do they have their own like um liqueur or something yeah and it's called i think slivovich i think oh. that and it's like made in bathtubs and it's, yeah I think it's like 80% proof, like it's full on. Yeah. Every country has its own moonshine and you got to find yeah. it. you got to try it and you got to never do it again until yeah. the next time you go. <laughs> and you're like, well, it'd be rude to not partake in the culture. You can't be rude. Can't, cannot be rude. Um, that's why I went to a shots bar in Warsaw because I didn't want to be rude to Poland. No, you can't. You just can't be rude. And we had uh, Darius got a minion uh, shot. They had like Harry Potter, like they had minion. They had all the like all the flags. So you get your flag anyway. Um, I've, it's probably not a real cultural highlight of Poland, but it was fun. We put it up on the uh, put it up on the uh, Instagrams today. Supito, I would say. Supito, C Z U P I T O. They probably they're probably like oh yeah, Pato. Yeah. <laughs> wow, no idea. 
Anyway, uh, well, I was going to ask you if you know any helpful words or phrases, but but you do know a couple. I know Nostrovia. That means cheers. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's <laughs> important a one. theme here, Tess. Yeah. It's really the main one that I know. <laughs> and we said jinkoye. Oh, uh, yeah, and jindobre, yeah. And jindobre, you said is good morning. Yeah, good morning, yeah. Dobre is good? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I think so. Dobsha is good. Yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> and so where would you recommend first-time travellers go? Um, Krakow is really, really cool. Um, it's like kind of like a, a uni town, like it's, um, it's just got like a lot of, it's one of those places where like if you just keep wandering, you'll just find really fun stuff. Like you different can find to like, Warsaw. <laughs> you can to Warsaw. Yeah. You just keep wandering and you never find anything. <laughs> yeah. No, Warsaw is still beautiful, but um, yeah, Krakow is like really great. It's, it has everything. Cool There's market. There's three places in Poland that people go. It's Krakow. Warsaw and there's one other that I remember seeing it was like one other oh, really? like sort of hub place that people would go um people had said but I can't remember so I don't know yeah maybe that was just me trying to plan our our road trip and being like that looks good looks big <laughs> that'll do yeah. oh that's what I meant to add to the notes last time we went to a really cool castle um just as we entered um Poland coming in from mm -hmm. Latvia um that was really fun and yes felt very cultural we went through a little town you could see what it would have yeah there's it's really nice getting to see more of that country area and not just going to the cities because I think um you've done it too uh living in London thing a lot of people would go and do the weekend things and so they were just going to Krakow or, or Warsaw so to actually yeah. get to see more of the country and the countryside it always makes such a difference doesn't it definitely yeah and so yeah. what what else oh sorry so first time Krakow and then what should travelers know about Poland um I don't know um maybe no, no I'm not sure um like a tip or like a yeah, things to, like, be mindful of. So, I mean, we'd probably say the war thing, like, understand that that's a pretty big part of their history and maybe to look into that. Yeah, true. And because of that, there's not very many Jews that live in Poland. So, um, well, like, so it's very much like there's lots of Catholics um, and, like, my cousin's... Um, have never met a Jewish person. Oh. Wow. And so I think, like, because of that, like, anti-Semitism is still, like, a problem that they have. Okay. So, yeah, it's very, um, yeah, so just I would not bring that up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's don't a general that. rule, isn't it? Don't talk politics don't talk and religion. <laughs> yeah, don't mention the war. <laughs> No, but, but look into it, but don't mention it. <laughs> don't ask questions. Um, and well, you've been you've been a couple of times. What would you say is the best time of year to visit? Um, summer, but I'm very much like a summer 
I like a summer holiday. Yeah. But also don't expect it to be warm. So like. <laughs> it's just where, where it's positioned maybe in Europe. I don't, it is kind oh of a colder God. place. Yeah. It's like, I think the max they get to is like 25 degrees. Um, and that's like at its hottest. <laughs> so, and it's like, um, you know, like when it's starting to cool down, like it's like it's 25 degrees but only for like max an hour and then the rest of the day is freezing. So, yeah, I went in November and it was very cold and I quite like um, travelling in the cold. I'm funny like that. Um, I, I think because we don't get, well, I don't, where I live in Australia, get proper winter really. So I like the whole rugging up and things like that. But it was, yeah, it was particularly sort of to the bone type cold, mm. uh, which is less pleasant. So, yeah, I think warmer would be good. Um, and especially if it's not going to get super warm. So that could be good because I hear that some places in Europe get like stinking hot. I honestly haven't traveled as much in Europe in summer as I have in winter. Just seems to be timing. But, yeah, some places get gross hot. So maybe yeah, it's nice true. if it's like medium like warm. Yeah. So, July, August, guys. Um, now, is there a fun fact about Poland that you know that we might not know? Ooh, is there? I don't know. You tell I've me. I've already given you all of my facts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm facted out. Well, I did share the one. I'm sure Darius will chime in here anytime, Darius. Hi, Tess. Hi, Emma. Um, I do have some facts about Poland, or at least vaguely related to Poland. Uh, the first one is about Marie Curie, who, in fact, was Polish and married a Frenchman. Uh, Marie Curie, of course, is the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, amongst other many, many, many um, scientific discoveries, such as discovering polonium and radium. Uh, the second fact, uh, unrelated, is that Europe's heaviest animals live in Poland. Um, there are 800 European bison um, living in a forest in Poland. So there you go. Um, but uh, we did do the beach one, yes. which is just, it's not really fun. It's just a fact that I got wrong. It <laughs> makes it funny. Yeah, that makes it funny. No, but I also did the fact about um, Warsaw and it's like. That was a good fact. Exactly the same. I think that's a good one. That was a good one. Well done. You're like, I did my homework. <laughs> I did try, but I just used it on the wrong question. Um <laughs> I'm just jumbled you around. <laughs> I'm just ruining everything over here. Okay. Is there anything to avoid? We've sort of talked a little bit about that, but is there anything to avoid in Poland apart from the weather and religion and politics? Selling <laughs> <laughs> um, <really> this. <laughs> no, I think that's everything. The religion and politics definitely avoid that. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Um, it was really cool. Yeah, I wonder if there's many more castles because, like, the castle I went to was um, really – I don't know why. I've just gone on a tangent here. But um, it was really cool. It was very medieval. And the castles, it's, they're different to the type of castles that I guess you usually think of. them. They were, like, lower castles and lovely, like – did you say any while you were traveling? Yeah, there's heaps in Poland. And I was trying – 
I really wanted to stay in one of the castles because there's so many there that you they do rent them out on Airbnb and other places. So I was okay. like. That's on our next trip. Yes, because none of them were near anywhere that we needed to go, so we couldn't stay in any of them. But I was like finding every castle. One of them had Dalmatians. We should go there. We will go there, puppies. Okay. We will. Uh, that is Tessa's nickname from Cambodia because anytime she saw a puppy, she'd say, puppies! <laughs> it's really distracting uh, when you're trying to ride a bike, but also super fun. She, they came back to me in the hotel and you were like, you go like, guess what we found. It's like, what? And I should have guessed, but it was puppies. And you'd found all these like on the side of the street, like they were in probably not nicest conditions, weren't they all in cages? And you just found these like... Yeah, it was a pet shop, but it was, but they were, yeah, out on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Just a side of the street pet shop. This is Cambodia, guys, yeah. not Poland. We've, we've jumped ship. Uh, but it was very funny and it's why Tess has the nickname and now she works at with guide dogs and so that's kind of just dream come true. Manifesting. A natural progression. <laughs> no, you've manifested it. It's brilliant. Um, and so... If you could give one travel tip, this doesn't have to be Poland related because I just like talking to you about travel because we do it a lot. If you could give a travel tip, what would it be? Oh, um, I read somewhere that what you should do is have a list of everything that you travel with, like if it's hot or cold. And so like you could have like two T-shirts, uh, one pair of shorts, like absolutely everything. And then if you go on on a holiday somewhere that's cold, just eliminate all the summer stuff. So then you always know exactly, like you always pack the exact amount of stuff that you need. There that's you the best way to pack. And roll everything. And then Ooh, you are a roller. Yep, with just carry-on. Actually, the last time we went to Europe, I went for five weeks with just carry-on. Seriously? Yep. Wow. Okay. That would probably like, yeah, yeah that's just not going to happen for me. That's not in my future. Um, but writing a list of everything and then eliminating what you don't need is the best way to not overpack. I like it. You should have been on the packing episode with us. Uh, oh, Danielle would be a fan of that. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we can just, just, if you want to jump back in on that, guys, just head on back to, oh, I really need to do this because Darius isn't here. If you want to know about the packing, you should go to episode number 30. This is so smooth. 39. <laughs> Listen to number episode number 39 and share us with your, your travel and packing tips too. So um, in my terrible Polish, oh, I'm going to say. Oh, wait, you have I another have one? Another tip. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, always research the national food of the place that you're going to before you go there. That is an, actually an excellent tip. Yeah. You know what the, do you know what the Polish national food is? Um, well, they have a few, like most of Europe does. So it's like all the hearty foods like schnitzels and pierogi and barst and just, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> it's just yeah, hearty, hearty, cabbagey, yummy. Yeah. Cabbage goodness gravy goodness yeah 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 and real meaty and real meat definitely yeah. not not a veggie diet no not a veggie <laughs> no. 
that is very that is a good tip because there's nothing worse than getting there and then feeling like you've missed out on the thing. So um, yeah. Yeah, having a traditional food and sometimes you have to do that in a cheesy touristy restaurant, but I don't think it matters. I think if you get to have that, you don't know the difference. It's really great. But if you do have family who are going to cook a four course meal for you, um, go nuts again. <laughs> why I'm going to go to Poland with you? <laughs> like, I don't feel like I'll get the fanfare that you got, but you know, I'll be like. A well. best friend. <laughs> and then we can do the podcast from there. Oh, great idea. Yes, we will do it. We'll do little snippets from Poland in the future when we're allowed to travel again. So I'm going to do my lovely wrap up again now. Are you done with your travel tips, Tess? Uh, yeah. Okay, you done? Good. Yeah. You're welcome to comment. I'm just going to plug it here. You can go into the lovely travels community. You can write to your heart's content anytime. And uh, you can also comment on the Instagrams, Lovely Travels, which you do. You're very good. You're a great community member. So thank you. Uh, but I'm going to say it my terrible Polish. Dziękuję. Uh, my friend Magda will be so grouchy with me. Um, but thank you for coming on and for sharing your um, family's history with us. And uh, the, the book is so amazing by your grandfather, Alex Coleman. Uh, so we'll put all of that in the show notes if you can get your hands on it. It's on eBay. It's on Amazon. Um, just, just Google it and you'll get it. So um, thank you, Tess. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Love you, puppies. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So That's tune in right. next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.